Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Pete Waltz. Well, today's another special day. It's Tuesday, and on the Employment Matters podcast, that means Travel Tuesday. I get excited each week when we get the chance to dial in our local ELA members from around the world. They get a chance to share with us some of the important things we need to know about doing business in their jurisdiction. Today, we'll be learning more about doing business in Saskatchewan, Canada. And I'm pleased to welcome to the program, George Green and Brett Cavanaugh, partners at McKercher LLP in Saskatchewan. Gentlemen, how are we doing? We are great here. Uh, it's springtime in Saskatchewan. Uh, we have about five months of winter here. So uh, everyone has a spring in their step and most everyone is very happy in Saskatchewan, including Brett and I, Pete. Wonderful. Well, that's the last time I'm going to mention the word Saskatchewan because it's a mouthful, but I do want to learn more about it. So I'll toss that SK, I think you said earlier, is how we kind of shorten Saskatchewan. But let's talk about the jurisdiction in general. You know, obviously there are some federal guidelines in Canada, but let's get a general overview of Saskatchewan or SK and tell us about the economy, the population, maybe some of the demographics, language, so forth. George, you want to start us with that? Yeah, sure thing. As far as the economy, uh, we're, we're historically agricultural. So uh, we're a grain-based economy, you know, wheat, durum, flax, peas, lentils, things like that. We're also a, a very heavily resource-based economy. We've got a third of the world's potash, I think a good chunk of the world's uranium, oil, and a whole bunch of critical minerals. So our basic economy is driven by agriculture and then resources and the spin-off businesses that come from servicing those industries. We're a jurisdiction that's been particularly hit by the war in Ukraine recently, that pretty much every single commodity that Saskatchewan specializes in has been affected pretty dramatically on the price front from wheat to uranium to potash. Or is never a good thing. It's it certainly increased the price of these commodities. So uh, Saskatchewan resources are in a very high demand right now. So uh, our economy is starting to really boom again, like the resource booms in the, I don't know, I'd say the 2008 and 2014 and 15 were our last big resource booms. And we may be at the very start of another one here, given world events. How many folks live in Saskatchewan? The population is 1.2 million. And it, it's been increasing about the last 15 years. Before, we, we certainly did have a lot of uh, stagnation as uh, the family farm started to disappear, it was more corporate farming. So the population is on the move. And yeah, it's about 1.2 million people. Now, I know parts of Canada have dual languages, English and French. What's the story in SK? Brett? Well, I mean, I'd like to say we're a multilingual jurisdiction. My wife works in that sphere. But at the same time, the reality is English is the, the spoken language day to day in our, our schools. We do have small minority Francophone communities. And children can attend a Francophone school pretty much throughout the province. There are certainly pockets of, of languages, but for the most part, the language of business in Saskatchewan is English. We also have the world's third largest Ukrainian population, third to Ukraine, Russia, and then Saskatchewan. So uh, we are the home of many Ukrainian immigrants, and uh, the language is still spoken here. Interesting. Very interesting. So let's talk about some of the industries up in Saskatchewan. What are the drivers? You were alluded to some in the products that you mentioned before. Detail that out for me if you can, one of you. 
essentially, uh, you know, mining is a big one, as we talked about uranium potash. And then it's the spinoff business that comes from that because, you know, there's a ton of manufacturing that goes into the big machines that do the mining. Same thing with agriculture. There's a ton of manufacturing that goes along with what is grown in the field and then how it gets to your plate. So uh, essentially, uh, to detail it out, it's simply we have these main raw materials and then it goes through the manufacturing process. So when prices are high, the spin-off effect and the echo is huge on the economy. So yeah, the best way I can put it is just we, we have the raw materials, we get them from the ground, and then our economy really takes off in turning it into a commercial product that we can sell. Well, let's talk about some of the employers that are employing locally up there, both Canadian firms as well as U.S. firms or, or international operations. What are some of the things that organizations need to know about when they're employing locally? Are there unions up there? Do we have works councils or any kind of equal opportunity regulations? Which one of you can take that for us? I can take that, Pete. Essentially, about, about, about a quarter of our workforce is unionized. I, I find that stat going down as more small business does take over. But look, at anything to do with government and anything to do with the big, big resources, those big employers have been unionized. But a good chunk of our business is still small business. So that's why about 75% of our workforce is not unionized. As far as things to watch out for, like, look, at, do we have minimum standards legislation? Absolutely. I, I don't think that's very hard to adhere to. There are very reasonable limits and minimum standards we require employers uh, provide their employees. We have a human rights commission, just like I think every other jurisdiction would. And we have a very pro-business government. Uh, we've had a right-wing government in since about 2007. We're basically a two-party state between what we call the conservative right-wing Saskatchewan party and the left-wing NDP. And uh, the right-wing party has won every election since 2007 by landslide. So I don't see that changing anytime soon. So I certainly consider uh, Saskatchewan to be a very business-friendly place to do business and with abundance of resources and spin-off activity. Excellent. Well, let's talk about getting into the jurisdiction and immigration. I know things have loosened up a bit for the Canadian traveler in the last couple of weeks, actually. But uh, let's talk about if I wanted to send an expat up to live in Saskatchewan or yeah, I did want to do some immigration into that area. Brett, this is your kind of area of expertise. Is that a difficult thing to do or how do we go about doing that? I guess difficult it would be in the eye of the beholder, but I would always try and make it as, as easy as possible. Certainly there are a lot of steps involved, but overall our system at, at both the federal and provincial level is, is quite business focused, business friendly. Canada is one of those countries that does not sustain its own population. Our birth rate is at the level at which we would actually decline were it not for immigration. So we have immigration targets in the hundreds of thousands just dedicated for business immigrants every year. And those numbers are increasing and projected only to increase over the next three decades because the, the birth rate is projected to decline. Like in the United States, immigration is, is federal in nature. The provinces do have some control and each province has its own unique arrangement with the federal government to target sponsor certain foreign nationals that fit their labor market needs. And that allows the provinces to be nimble. You know, at the federal level, we have kind of global business friendly parameters, such as a pretty robust business visitor system that lets people come for, you know, days and weeks at a time to close deals or do conduct certain 
activities related to international business sales or transactions. It's very friendly if you happen to have, say, a parent or a sub in another jurisdiction. You can move people with skilled knowledge and skilled experience around quite easily. But there are always going to be steps on the employer and risks because there is the submission and a registration and an audit period for every employer that attaches to every business immigration file. At the federal level, it works well when the system is not taxed. And unfortunately, because of world events and the three big ones being COVID and then the withdrawal from Afghanistan and then the war in the Ukraine, our system has been put under a lot of pressure over the last two years. And what once were very strong business-friendly processing times nearly doubled during COVID. And then right when they were kind of getting back to normal, Canada rightfully stepped up and, and said they were going to help the tens of thousands of Afghani citizens that had assisted Canada in the war effort to get to Canada safely. And of course, putting tens of thousands of people into the system slows it down from a business perspective. The same thing has then happened with the war in Ukraine as those applications are rightfully prioritized. So right now we're in a situation where we have very good, strong programs, a business-friendly immigration environment, but we have much longer than average processing times. And by way of comparison, our provincial nomination stream, which is one of the strongest ways to get a skilled worker to Saskatchewan, has gone from 15 months processing to 28 months processing very recently. We hope that that will come down, but I expect that over time, we will still continue to prioritize Ukrainians and Afghanis first, and then business immigrants second. But that being said, Saskatchewan is very, very business immigration friendly. Our, our Saskatchewan immigrant nominee program is designed to assist entrepreneurs, let employers hire the targeted skilled people they have found on their own. And they can do so without kind of fighting a faceless federal bureaucracy. You can pick up the phone. You can talk to a human. They understand the Saskatchewan market. They understand business needs. And they are very friendly to companies who need skilled people. So overall, we're open for business. But currently, it's a bit of a tumultuous time in the world. And certainly, it impacts us at both the federal and provincial level. So it sounds like, to George's point, it's a pro-business environment, but employees coming in, at least from an immigration standpoint, are looked favorably on. And so that's a, that's an interesting balance. Well, gentlemen, this has been a very interesting discussion. Thanks so much for your time. George, Brett, hope to see you soon. Pete, always good to chat with you. Always, Pete. Thanks for having us. If you'd like to connect with George or Brett, you can find their bios by clicking on their names in the description of this podcast. Please visit ela.law to receive invitations to upcoming webinars, download white papers, get access to on-demand content from the online library, or use the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Pete Waltz. Thanks so much for listening.